Hey guys, today we're here talking to the founder of Temper and Lace Candles. We talk fur babies, yoga, business, and baths. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey everyone, we are here with Stefania from Temper and Lace Candles. So, do you want to say hi, Steph? So we're going to jump right into this because this is my first interview and I'm feeling super awkward, <laughs> but so Stefania is the founder of Temper and Lace Candles and she is also a yoga instructor and just all around boss babe. So I hope you guys really enjoy this and check in the show notes and at the end and we will tell you where you can find Steph. So Steph. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm 29. I live in High River, Alberta, but I'm originally from Winnipeg. Um, and I've got two little fur babies who I always mention anytime anyone asks me about myself because I feel like they're an extension of me. I am the same. Yeah. <laughs> into like what drew you to wanting to do your yoga teacher training so for my yoga teacher training I never I actually wanted to do yoga teacher training for a really long time um I've always been interested in yoga and um basically any type of like movement so yeah I don't know I guess I started yoga when I was like in grade six and I never really kept up with the practice, but I was always, like I said, so in love with it. And then um, I was just kind of scrolling through Facebook and Instagram one day, like, yeah, both at the same time, which is sad. But um, And I saw that there was a teacher training being offered where I live, which is amazing because usually they only have those types of trainings in bigger cities or, like, far away. When I saw that they were offering it here, I kind of told my boyfriend about it, and he knew that I wanted to do it, and I was, like, a little bit nervous to, to, to do it, and then, anyway, he ended up convincing me to go for it, and I did, and it's, like, the best thing that I've ever done. That's awesome. Did you find that your day-to-day life changed a lot when you, after you had taken your instructor training? Like, did you change uh, your oh. eating habits, all that kind of stuff? Well, I kind of started changing my, I don't know, I guess I would say I started changing my eating habits and kind of like my fitness routine about seven months, six months before that. Um, I knew I was going to be taking the training and the way that I was um, eating and the way that I was kind of treating my body was very unhealthy and I knew that I needed to make a change so uh, actually just enrolling in the teacher training was what kind of got me to stop treating myself badly if that makes sense yeah it totally um, does yeah so so yeah but once I finished the training I noticed that my day-to-day like basically my day-to-day 
change. I kind of focused on myself more rather than focusing so much on the business. Like, you know, you're a business owner too. When it's your first, when it's your business and it's kind of like your firstborn. Yeah, it's your little baby. (laughs) You want to be involved in every single little piece of it to make sure everything is going right. So that kind of brings us into how you started Temper and Lace. I know I met you kind of just after you had started, hey? Well, do you remember I bought that ring from you? Yeah, at the Peace River Market, yeah. But we didn't, we didn't know each other or anything like that. But yeah, you, you, we spoke just after I, I think like maybe two or three months after I launched my Temper and Lace business. Yeah, I thought it was so cool that you had sent me that picture after I contacted you, and I was like, I know exactly who she is. <laughs> yes, yeah. I still wear that ring all the time. It's so pretty. Um, but yeah, what got me started with it is, I don't know, I kind of had, I don't know, I had this, like, I quit my job. I don't even know what the word is, like a mental breakdown, not even a mental breakdown, but just, like, I needed a change, like, big time. And so I quit my job, I went back to Winnipeg for basically a month, and I didn't know what I was going to do with myself or if I wanted to continue on with what I had gone to university for. And so when I was home, I went to Michael's, and I picked up a bunch of craft stuff, and I decided, okay, I'm going to make candles today. And I made a bunch of candles, and they looked really cute, and I gave a couple away, and people really liked them. And then I put them on some buy-sell sites on Facebook in Winnipeg, and they all sold. And so when I came back to High River, I decided I was going to make them again and sell them at at an Etsy market. And I nearly sold out of that Etsy market, and I had brought quite a few, and so I decided that must have been so uplifting to have that much interest in your product like your first market and you are basically out of candles <laughs> and, and from watching you grow um I don't think much has changed you're just making more but you're still selling out <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. The Valentine's collection was really awesome. I do okay. I do prefer your essential oil ones, but I was kind of blown away by the Valentine's Day ones. I keep burning them, and I'm like, oh, I'm burning ambience, and then I'll burn Allure, and I'm like, oh, no, now this one's my favorite. <laughs> I know, I know. And you know what? I really like my essential oil ones, too. I prefer them as well, but... There's just sometimes you just can't get a really cool fragrance out of essential oils, which is unfortunate, but you do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, I actually didn't know that. I was talking to a soap maker, actually, and she said there are certain things like raspberry, strawberry, and that kind of thing that you can't get as an essential oil at all. It's just not made, right? 
So, keeping up with your busy business life, how do you balance that with your personal life? Have you struggled to kind of find that balance? Because I know myself, like, I like I always have that business switch on. Like, I'm always replying to emails. I'm always checking my email. I'm always checking my social media. And to me, it's almost like, like, that's part of me now. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. Not just your friends and family. I find myself, we got a puppy last year. He just turned a year old last month. Um, oh. now, I love him, but oh my God. He has, it's like, I've never had like a boy dog that's mine before. I've only ever had girl dogs. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, is this what having a human boy is like? Like, I don't, if it is, I don't want it. <laughs> But uh, when I went from having our storefront and then moving and being here, I forgot when I started my business, you know, I wanted to do this so that I could have time to do what I want when I want. And recapturing that thought and that passion has really helped me. Like I turn my phone off at night now and I'm like, no, you, if you're commenting after like six o'clock, or seven, like I'll go on Instagram in the evening sometimes, but I'm not replying to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that and you have to be okay with that. And you might feel guilty. Like I sometimes will feel guilty if I don't reply to someone right away, but like you can't you're not a you're not a robot, you know? Like you just you have to just be able you just do what you can when you can. Definitely. And I think in the age of social media, lots of people have forgotten that small business owners are human. (laughs) We make human errors, you know, we are doing our own stuff during the day. We don't have someone hired to sit and respond to your stuff. 
So like, no, if you're waiting a week, of course, send a follow up. But a day, you know, give us our time. We'll get to you. <laughs> Oh, no, you go ahead. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, like, even, like, in other aspects of business, saying you need to ship something out to someone, sometimes it's okay to just, you don't have to get it out right away. You can wait a couple of days, like, if you need a break from packing orders, or you need a break from making product, or you need a break from, you know, your social media, or your marketing, or your texting anyone back, like, you can take a break. It's okay. Absolutely. And like, actually, I follow it. I'm a huge pottery fan. I'm obsessed with it. It's a problem. Um, But I was following this lady and I was watching her pack these orders. And she was talking about how she had someone getting mad at her because their order was taking two days to ship out. I don't think people realize, you know, when you're getting an order and people are taking the time to pack it nicely and make sure everything is right, giving you something special and handmade. It takes time. It's okay if it takes, I don't know, maybe you got a huge influx in orders or something and it takes a week to get out. You know, you're dealing with handmade. I think like three days to a week is a good idea of when your stuff should ship out. It all depends on how busy the person is and what they make too. Yeah, and they're making it for you. Of course they want you to get it. Yeah, exactly. So what did you do before you had your own business? social worker and 
how to, you know, live together in a happy environment. And sometimes it was amazing and sometimes it was very stressful, <laughs> but it was awesome. <laughs> well, that sounds like such a, like a big and important role. I noticed you kind of keep it up with doing your fundraising with your candles and collaborations. Yeah, I have a huge, um, I'm big into supporting women who are leaving, um, you know, abusive relationships. Absolutely. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just a thing for me just because I've gone through it. I know many, many women and men who have gone through it. And so that's just a huge, um, yeah, it's huge for me, and I love supporting it. So, yeah, I um, collaborated with Reset Society of Calgary, and they help women who are seeking um, uh, the sex trade. And so, yeah. Yeah, it hits pretty... I, yeah, the girls actually made... Sorry, sorry. I, it hits pretty close to home for me, because I know my mom has been through a lot of that. So I really enjoy hearing about people who are working in the, that industry and people who are giving their time to women's shelters, different things. Of course, men go through it too, but in my specific experiences with my mom, so relating to a women's shelter. And I think it is insane how many people don't really know, like, I think two years ago, if you would have asked me if there was a woman's shelter in Peace River, um, I lived in Manning, about an hour away, I would have said, I have no clue at all. <laughs> I know, it's, especially if um, you're not kind of, you know... If you're if not in that situation. Not, um, no, if you're not in the situation and you don't really know what resources are available for people who are in that situation, you Yeah, it is insane. And even when you're in the situation, it's hard to find the resources. Yeah, because usually when you're in a situation like that, man or woman, you are not around the people who would have that information or who would willingly give that information. Exactly. Definitely. And you just kind of have to do your own... Oh, there's like Absolutely, and if not for you, for your friends, right? Your friends, your family, you never know. Mm-hmm. So, jumping back to business, since I got us a little sidetracked. <laughs> um, what do you find is the hardest thing about having your own business? And do you have any tips for entrepreneurs who are just starting out? 
personally find with my business is just, we kind of talked about it already, but for me, it's finding that balance between like your personal life and your business. Yeah. Um, and then also setting boundaries with, with, um, customers Mm -hmm. and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know how to respond to that. It's like a hard, there are lots of difficulties with the business, but it's like kind of what makes me love having my own business, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you're constantly learning and growing and you know, we make all these different relationships and I know the connection aspect of my business is what I love the most. I absolutely love having that connection with people, but it can also be the hardest because not all people are nice and not all people stay nice. Yes, that's the thing. Um, And I just, I don't know, I um, just one thing comes up like in my mind when people ask me about the difficulty and for me sometimes it is or sorry the difficulty with this being in business and for me it is sometimes when I go to markets people will ask me why my products are a certain price or people will message me and ask me why my products are a certain price or things like that absolutely and, right and I'm sure you go through it too yeah. <laughs> that is one of the things for me was to was to actually know my worth and the true value of my product is right where I have set the price at. And that's not going to change and no I don't you know, I'm not going to offer discounts because I feel bad for someone or because they have said that my product should be cheaper or whatever. Like, I know my worth, and if I can give anyone any words of advice, if they want to start their own business and they are trying to figure out what to price their products at, you determine your value and your worth. So, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. That is totally something I've struggled with. Um, I started making jewelry seven years ago. And let me tell you, for even still, I get this. And I get it from people who I'm close to because they just don't really think about it. But in the first four or five years, it was really bad. It was either, I can't believe you are charging this. This is way, way too low. Like, you're ridiculous. You're undercutting yourself, yada, yada. At the time, I didn't think that was an issue. Now I know that when I'm undercutting myself and selling it for such a low price, I am making it harder for other business owners as well. But when you have so many people coming up to you and just questioning you and questioning you about your prices, and why is it this, why is it that, it takes its toll. It really does, and it does damage But these people, like, I had a lady come up to me at a market last year, and I had to run to the bathroom, and I had my mom with me, and um, thank goodness my mom just told her to wait till I could could come back, um, because my mom was not thinking nice things. But this lady asked me, she said, I had a garnet necklace, a beaded one, it was like a really nice blood red garnet, and she asked me to take half of the price 
And he said, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. You know, like this is my living. This is what I do for a living. And I think my prices are really reasonable. And she said, well, that's the point of a market. It's to bargain. And I said, no, actually, it's, it's not like a flea market, maybe, or like I don't, I don't know. I would never bargain with someone for a price. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what I told her was, you know, you're dealing with handmade products. Um, we're setting our prices, and most handmade products are really reasonable for the amount of time and effort and money that goes into it. I said, you wouldn't. Um, well, some people might. But you wouldn't go into Walmart or shoppers and argue with someone about the price on the shelf. Just like you wouldn't have Johnny from down the street come over after he told you his price for shoveling your sidewalk. And then you you wouldn't try to give him $5 instead of 10. Most people I know would give him 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not, it's not Kijiji or eBay. Yeah. We're. Exactly. Not, you know, like, we've set this price for a reason, and, like, paying half price is not going to help us pay our bills, so. Yeah, and if you think the price was too high, move on. <laughs> There's yeah. so many other options out there. Yeah, there are plenty of other makers or whomever that you, you can purchase from if they are cheaper or whatever, but, yeah. You just have to be strong and firm in that, and that was something that took me a long time to realize. It is hard to do, especially when you're dealing with the public and doing lots of markets. Yes, definitely. It's hard. It's really, it's a lot, but it's kind of what I love. Like, I don't know, I just kind of... It's a love-hate relationship. It It really is. So, do you want to tell us a little about your products? my main thing um so I use pure soy wax um and some people do care about this but the soy wax that I use is vegan it's kosher um it's non-gmo exactly and you know I do get the thing the the comments like oh it's vegan like who cares you're not eating it but a ton of people care oh my goodness yeah (laughs) like vegan that means that they are not um testing it on animals mm-hmm. um which is important to me so I mentioned that and yeah and so those are my candles the woodwick that I use is um untreated so a lot of times people will um take wicks and dip them in some kind of oil to help them burn a little bit better mine are just completely untreated so they're natural um and they don't release um, toxins into the air, which is really nice. The soy wax doesn't release toxins into the air either. Um, sometimes with the cotton wick, you don't really know what's on the inside. You don't know where people are getting their cotton wicks from. And if you are buying candles, say, at Shoppers or HomeSense or Walmart, you really just don't know what's in the product. So um, what I really like about mine is that you know exactly what you're getting. Um, and then with the fragrance oil, um, I use fragrance oil that is phthalate and paraben-free. Those are chemicals that have been linked to different health concerns. Um, and releasing them into the air in your home can 
be damaging. And so what's awesome about mine is that they don't contain that. And then, of course, my essential oil candles, which is completely natural. Absolutely. And, yeah. Um, I thought it was really neat because I did some digging around and lots of people when I was asking them about wicks because since I've used yours I find it really hard to use a cotton wick like I don't like the way they burn I don't like the way they smell <laughs> but I asked a few candle makers just on Facebook in this group um, what they knew about their wicks and lots of them couldn't tell me anything besides the product number or the product name. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I really researched everything um, before I put it out. Or I always do that. I research everything before I put it out. Um, I also test everything like crazy before I put it out. Um, just because I don't want people to be buying a product that isn't working or, or you know, just plain sucks. I don't want people to enjoy their product. So, yeah, I definitely test it, and if I don't like it, I don't, I don't release it. So, yeah. Yeah, having that trust and building that trust with your customer. Yeah. Um, are you at any spring markets at all? Can we find you anywhere? Yeah, I'm actually going to be at one in Lethbridge called Hawk and Harvest. That's happening on Saturday, the 16th. Ooh, super fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's coming up. And then my next ones will be in March. I'll actually be close to you in Sherwood Park. Ooh. Um, Which one are you yeah. at? Are you at Holy Handmade? And no, it's not Holy Handmade. Um, keep it local. Nice. Well, Have you I will keep be... it local? It's a, no, it's a I haven't. Market. But I'm going to be coming to it so I can see you. <laughs> I don't. We have to see each other. Um, I'm going to be doing that one. I've got a few other ones kind of coming up. There's a little modern market in Calgary. That's happening in April. And then curated, either in Edmonton or Calgary, I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah, so if I'm coming to Edmonton, I'm coming to say hi. <laughs> nice. I, well, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> um, so where can we find you on social media? Because I would love everyone to be able to search you up and check your stuff out. Check out your yoga and bar page as well. For my candles, the bath bombs, or the essential oils, you can find me on Instagram. It's just Temper and Lace, um, and then on Facebook, it's just Temper and Lace again, or Facebook.com/slash/TemperLace. And then my Luna or my yoga stuff is Luna Lifestyle with two underscores on Instagram, and then it's just Luna Yoga Bar on Facebook. Awesome. So thank you so much for talking with me today, Steph. I really enjoyed our little visit. And I hope everyone goes and checks your stuff out because I'm a customer and I know it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. For anyone wanting to find Stefania's products, you can go to www.temperandlace.com.